Hey, welcome to this. Why am I laughing? Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. This is Car Smart Friday, where I give you an update on what's going on in my life. So if you're ready for the realness, please put your seatbelt on, maybe even a helmet. We are going for a ride. I promise one of these days, this is going to be a really positive, uplifting episode. I hope that even like with me sharing you know, the ins and outs of what's going on, because it's kind of a weird season. It's not a pretty season at the moment. I hope, I feel like you are still learning. And I hope that you hear that I still show up. Like, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy, damn it. Just kidding. No, I really am. I have such a good life. And even in this, like, kind of not pretty season, it's still, I really enjoy every single day. I enjoy the struggle. I enjoy the highs. I enjoy, I still have so much that I, makes me happy, like my friends and you and what I do and my family. Like there's a lot, a lot of good. Maybe that's the takeaway is that even when you're in like a season or whatever you want to call it, you're going through a rough patch. There's still like so much greatness and thank goodness for these rough patches, because if there weren't rough patches, you wouldn't be able to compare it to the bright times and the bright times seem that much better. All right. Having said that, now that I've adequately foreshadowed what I'm about to share with you. So I want to start with the first update. It's kind of a story. So we went up to Santa Barbara to look for wedding venues for Sierra and her fiance, Roman. And we found a beautiful venue. She's getting married at, I forget what it's called. I'll be writing that big check, but it's an orchid farm. Really beautiful. But because, you know, we're full-time caretakers, we drove up on Saturday in traffic. And that was a what should have been a two-hour drive ended up being a four-hour drive of stop-and-go traffic. And Brett really wanted to drive. And so he's using his leg, right? He's using his right leg back and forth, back and forth from brake to gas, brake to gas. And that's going to activate his hip flexors, his quadriceps, etc. And he really hasn't done much exercise like he normally would or had been for his lower body since his neuropathy. So, you know, his legs are still numb, but At this point, he had made, I think I told you last week, like 35%, maybe even 40% progress. And even though he was a little discouraged by the fact that that took a month, you know, how can you not be encouraged too? Because again, no pain and we're making progress. So anyways, we drive up in the traffic on Saturday. We spend the night in a beautiful, lovely hotel in, I think it's considered Miramar or... Montecito, really the Montecito area. The hotel was called the Del Mar. You guys, I'm not even joking. It was insane. It was unbelievable. Was it called the Del Mar? That's not what it was called. Shoot. I can't remember the name of it. Dang it. Whatever it is, I'll figure it out and I'll put it in the, I think it's called the Miramar. Oh, I know what it's called. It just came to me. It's called Rosewood. It's called the Rosewood. It's called the Rosewood. I'm so proud of myself right now. Yeah, it's called the Rosewood. It was like, what the what? Like, and don't get it twisted. It was very, very expensive per night, like insanely expensive. But we used our American Express points because we had a whole bunch of those because we haven't traveled in 95,000 years. So anyways, it was insanely beautiful and gorgeous. And I really wanted to stay another night. I'm like, come on, please. Like your mom is staying with your dad. Like we could stay another night, but when you're the caregiver and you have 
your person on a very specific routine and you have them eating a certain way and medications and exercise and routines, etc. all those things, it's hard to leave. It's just, listen, you remember when you were a parent, right? There's just all this guilt and it's not even just guilt. It's like almost like a little bit of, if I'm being honest, control too, because you're like, I have everything under control. And so therefore I don't want to mess this up or have anyone else to have him swing out of his routine. So we drove up on Saturday, we spent the night Saturday night, and then we drove home Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, I should say, actually more like Sunday night. And we're back in like, not bad traffic, but it probably took two and a half hours. So a lot of sitting for Brett and he's also not the best in traffic. So it's kind of stressful too, but more so just not stressful, but like, you know what I mean? You know how you feel when you're in traffic, you have to be on, you have to be like really kind of tense. So we had a lovely time. We had the best time. Sierra and Roman picked their venue. It was fantastic. Brett and I really enjoyed ourselves. And then we came home Sunday night and we went to bed early because hashtag sleep is everything. I was so proud of us for going to bed at 930. Like that's like remarkable. And we're just like super excited to look at our stats in the morning and see how great our sleep was. And then all of a sudden it's 1130 and earthquake. The bed is shaking so hard. It's like, I'm going to bounce out of the bed. As I'm like coming to, I hear Brett going, Shaleen, Shaleen, something's not right. Something's not right. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? I literally think it's an earthquake. Spoiler alert. It was not an earthquake. It was Brett's lower body convulsing. It was like he was having a lower body seizure. I don't even know how to describe it, but his, you know, we basically turned on the lights to look and his muscles are like contracting and relaxing, contracting and relaxing, like violently and bouncing, like bouncing off the bed. Like it was crazy. And his toes were like flexing and curling. And it was just strange. It was like someone had hooked him up to electrodes and he had no control over it. And of course that was freaking him out. I don't freak out. I stay very calm. I mean, in general, I don't freak out. But I'm like, what do we do? And it just kept going on and on and on. What do you do? You know, I mean, you don't call an ambulance. You don't go to the ER, I don't think, because he's not in any pain. You just kind of wait to see. I mean, we would have if it had continued on and on and on, but we just watched. And then I could tell his anxiety was getting pretty high because he was pretty freaked out. Like, what is going on? what is happening? He kept saying that, like, what is happening? What is this? What is going on? Help. Like, I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on. So I do what I do. I'm like, are you okay with me Googling this? And he's like, yes, yeah, figure out what this is. So I go on Google and listen, you know me, I am good on the Googles. I am like queen of Googles. I can figure out freaking anything. I'm telling you, I'm the queen of research. I know how to do these things. And I know the sites to go to. Nothing nothing. And I'm, you know, I'm also typing as fast as I possibly can because meanwhile, the bed is shaking violently and he's freaking out, looking at me, like, give me an answer, give me an answer. So between me and you, and I know he won't listen to this episode. I said, Oh, okay, here it is. Here it is. Okay. So basically this is all, it's really normal. This is just a neurological response to your neuropathy. It's almost like the engines are like trying to figure out how to restart. The most important thing you can do is just really try to relax and bring your body back into a state of homeostasis. Like really try to relax, breathe deeply. And he's like, he's listening to me and I can tell he trusts me. And so he's starting to breathe deeply and his legs begin 
slowly to stop shaking, shaking less anyways. They did this. This was a 20, 25 minute episode. I'm not sure exactly because it started before I actually woke up. Then he texted the guy that has been helping him and got him to the point where he was like 40% better. Steve, by the way, I mentioned this in a previous episode and then you guys looked it up and you couldn't find him. It's arm O Steve. Arm O, arm O Steve. Yeah. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes to his Instagram. You can check him out. But anyway, so he, Brett would never text somebody at night. Never. Yours truly probably would. Brett will never. But I said, just text him so that the first thing in the morning when he wakes up, he's aware of this episode because he's, you know, he's the one treating you primarily and he needs to know like all of these things. So Brett texts him to tell him what had happened and immediately the phone rang, which is good because, and amazing because Brett really needed like to hear from him. And luckily Steve said the same things I said, like, yeah, this is kind of to be expected. Of course he went to see him the next day and got more intel and really understands that like so much of it was sitting for that long as first of all, sitting is like the worst position you could possibly be in. You know that right for your back, for your hamstrings, your quadriceps. And it was just not a good situation. And obviously the stress is still there. And Brett had a few more people looking at his MRI. No updates other than, sadly, I have to tell you, he's basically back to where he was four weeks ago, where he's completely numb again and kind of starting over. Steve has told him, listen, I know the nervous system. We're going to get you back to where you were a lot, lot, lot faster. But again, you know, I don't know if you guys are this way or if all guys are this way, but Brett's very like black and white. Like, so if he's not a hundred percent better, then he's horrible. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of all or nothing. Like you either have a cold or you don't have a cold. Like, you know what I mean? So it's not great. He's not real happy. In fact, yesterday he told me, cause he woke up and I'm like, how is everything today? How are you feeling? He goes, how about don't maybe ask me and I'll tell you if I'm getting a little better. I'm like, all right, noted. I understand how frustrating and annoying it can be. I won't ask. So I will tell you when he tells me I'm definitely trying not to ask, but I am also that annoying wife. So there's that. From my episode last week, you got a good sense that things are changing on the Bob front and they are. I can tell you that it is, and I just want to preface this by saying, I don't want to hear, I can't hear, and it won't be helpful. So if you want to be a helpful person, I don't need to hear from you that I should do something different or I should intervene or it's right or wrong or anything. I don't want to hear that from you. I will just, I will delete you. That is not helpful. So just know that you are a hurtful person if you have to weigh in with your opinion on whether it's right or wrong. Okay. Okay. Actually, you can weigh in on if you think like we're doing all the right things, but I don't want to hear about it if you think we're doing all the wrong things because you're not in our shoes, but I am going to be helping move Bob. This is the plan at the moment to try to see what it's like for him to live in a memory care facility that is lovely and beautiful here in Laguna Nigel, California. Brett wants no part of it. He will not be involved. You know, this is a decision that he wants his mom to handle. It's her decision. And 
he doesn't want any part of it. And I understand and I support my husband and a thousand percent, as you heard in the episode I did last week where I talked about this. And like, I really don't want to go over it, like, you know, because I'm sure you guys listened to that one. But if you didn't go back and listen to it, but just generally speaking, we made a decision when we first took Bob in that this was going to be our mission, provided it didn't have a negative impact on our family, our relationship, or our health. And we're there. It's had negative impact on all those things. And Bob would hate this. He would want no part of this. And that was his wishes when he was lucid, that he would never want to burden his kids or live with his kids. He had his own father who had Alzheimer's in a memory care facility and he never lived with them. And that was his wishes. So it's really weird that we're going like against his wishes. Now here I am like recapping last week. So I'm not going to do that. Bottom line is this, if it's not right, then he will come out of there. That's the bottom line. He at the moment believes it's a hotel where he and his wife will be able to be together. And that's kind of like the nice thing. If there are nice things about Alzheimer's is like, you can really create a narrative and you can play with the narrative until you find a narrative that makes that person happy. He's unhappy if he's not with his wife and they really truly can't live together, but they will be able to spend the day together at this place and he will have around the clock, 24 hour memory care. We'll see how it goes. This is the hardest thing we've ever been through. It's the hardest thing his wife has ever been through. I ask you to hold judgment. I have learned that you just don't know. It's so easy to say like, oh, this is the right thing to do. This is the wrong thing to do. Unless you've walked in someone else's shoes. You just, you can't, not even just walked in their shoes. If you've walked in their shoes and know their entire history and unresolved history, (laughs) there's just no way you could ever possibly know what it's like unless you have. And even then, every single person is different. This is incredibly hard. I, I know I'm, I'm just, I sound like I'm just going through the motions. I'm trying to do that so I don't get emotional. I'm trying not to think about it. Brett is 1000% trying not to think about it. He's like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know about it. I'm just taking care of my dad. And yesterday, you know, he made his dad a big breakfast and, you know, he picked out his clothes for him and I wasn't there in the morning and Sarah and I had gone to look at dresses and Brett sent me a text and he said, you know, I just got the shower ready for my dad and got my dad into the shower. And he said, my dad just looked at me, he goes, why do you do all these nice things for me? And I'm just like, oh God, this just breaks my heart. But you know, that's where we're at. And this may happen next week. I've offered to help because I'm really, if I can toot my own horn, man, Bob and I are just so good at communicating. I just, I know exactly what to say to him to make him calm and peace. Like I know the story that makes him feel safe. And it's a creative way of talking to them. It's a creative way of knowing like what motivates them and what makes them happy and giving them that information. And what makes Bob happy is 
any moment that he can spend with Debbie and also knowing that, you know, family is everything, even though he doesn't like, I don't know that he knows that we're family. He says that we're really nice people. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he calls Brett my son. Sometimes he calls Brett my dad. Sometimes he calls, okay, fine. He's never called him my dad. I just made that up. Sometimes he calls him my brother. <laughs> like, what is that? But more often than not, he says we're just like really, we're such nice people that he's known forever. He's like, wow, we've known each other forever. You're such nice people. It's just weird. It's hard. And I don't even want to think about it right now. But here's what I will say. This is what's getting me through it, aside from my faith. I can still see Bob every day. We can see Bob every day. These folks are more equipped. Bob is such an extrovert. There's going to be more socialization. And he'll be able to spend the day supervised and with his wife. You know? And so those first weeks of transition, they will be together during the day. And we'll just see how it goes. We'll play it by ear, but this is not an easy thing. And it's something your family may be struggling with or may need to struggle with in the future. And if you want to know more about how I have come to grips with this situation, listen to last week's episode. But that's where we are. And I will keep you updated and tell you how it goes next week. We'll see what happens. Don't know if it is going to happen next or this next week, but we'll see. Sierra and I went dress shopping. That was amazingly fun. Now I have both of my future brides, my daughter and my future daughter-in-law both have selected their gowns. They're gorgeous. I tell you, gorgeous. Sierra's selected a wedding date. It's in the end of February. It's crazy. So crazy. And work is good. We're looking for people. Hopefully you follow me on Instagram because I posted who it is we are looking for. If you're not following me on Instagram, you are missing out on those opportunities. We could be working together. So at Shalene Johnson, make sure you follow me on the IG's stories. Oh, by the way, for those of you who have only listened to the podcast, you've never like seen Bob or I'd love for you to meet him. Go to my Instagram and click on the story highlights that are labeled Bob. And you can meet this incredible man. That's the other reason why I want to be a part of this is I want the people at the memory care facility to know what an honor it will be to care for and work with this incredible man. He's so incredible. He's a legend. And I'll keep you posted. Nothing's permanent. Nothing is permanent. Everything is figure outable. And we can change our minds at any moment. I mean, I can't, but his wife can change his mind. And please pray for them. Pray for her. Pray for us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following this journey. And I love you. I'll talk to you soon.